it really does start with our customer, and we rely on them heavily to provide that good quality. Meet Mark Jones, Solid Waste Superintendent. If we can all work together, it will just keep those markets more sustainable. I'm Bill Klaproth, and this is Inside Cedar Rapids, a monthly podcast that introduces you to the people, projects, and programs of your local government. And on this episode, we talk about recycling. Mark, we hear a lot about challenges the recycling industry is facing in communities across the country. Are you seeing those challenges here in Cedar Rapids? Yes, we are. China was a large purchaser of mixed recyclables from North America and the world. And they, over time, realized that they were not necessarily getting a good quality product. And of course, like anybody, you you don't want garbage. You want something that you can work with. So they saw that the contamination was still significant, and they started to get more and more strict with what they were accepting. And that actually has had a huge ripple effect literally across the world to the extent where some recycling programs uh, on the West Coast especially are no longer able to even move their materials to local MERS because they never really had any of that infrastructure in place. A lot of it was just sending it overseas to Asia. So their programs are at a stall. We're a little more fortunate here in the Midwest. We could either go east or west. Where we see it first is in the tipping fee that we, the municipalities, pay to our MRF or material recycling facility. And as those tipping fees go up, you get a sense that the markets are getting harder and harder to sell products to. So where does the city of Cedar Rapids bring its recycling now? We have a local contract with a recycling facility. used to be known as City Carton was a family-run business for many, many years, and they eventually sold that to Republic Services, so one of your larger multinational companies that, that took over. And really, we also have other places where we sometimes take recycling, and that is out to our solid waste agency, which is itself a totally independent entity from the city of Cedar Rapids. Some of our residents still get a little confused with that, but we are totally independent. They run their own things. We kind of run our own things here. And primarily, we, the city, we're the collection agency. We provide the curbside pickup at the residential's homes. And again, we're doing the garbage, the compost, and the recycling. So at this point, there's no problem. We're still able to move it as necessary, but it's just costing more? Uh, Yes, we are. It's just getting a little more expensive, that's all. And you've been talking about quality, how that's really, really important. And I guess that would go to the sorting process, which involves some intricate equipment. I know there's a lot to it, but what are some of the difficulties the equipment has when handling items that don't belong in recycling? This is one of those tricky things. So what happens is when the load of recycling gets dumped on the floor, they push it onto a conveyor belt. It goes up the conveyor belt and it goes across these car axle type things with the tires on either side of it and then put more tires in between those two tires and then on those tires put little paddles or or curvature fingers and then that whole axle spins around and it it sort of paddles it up and down some of the challenges we have if you're just dealing with straight cardboard 
or some of your newspapers and magazines, your general plastics, they have those car axles spaced accordingly to literally float the product that they would like off of. And it's, it's a really cool process to watch. Unfortunately, if you have something in there that is not conducive to that equipment, such as string, maybe plastic wrap, plastic bags, we do sometimes get hoses, we'll get uh, Christmas light bulb, the strands. What happens is those things get wrapped around that axle and it, it just binds it up and it'll actually shut the process line down and somebody has to go up there and literally cut out that item and that material. So it, it slows the process, it shuts it down, and it's really things that, that are a challenge for a recycling facility. Yeah, I could see where that would really slow down the process. So you just gave some great examples, hoses and Christmas lights. What are some other items that people think they can recycle, but they really shouldn't? A big one, not only for a recycling facility, but even for landfills, are the new uh, batteries that we have, the lithium-ion batteries. And when their casings are damaged, they can actually spark fires. And we have had uh, two very minor fires at our recycling facility here in Cedar Rapids. It is not uncommon across the U.S. And one of the landfills nearby actually had a fire in the landfill, and they do believe it was caused by the inappropriate disposal of batteries. So any kind of recyclable battery needs to not be put into the recycling program or even in the garbage. They they can go back to proper battery recycling places. They're in many communities, your local battery stores probably take those back. Or maybe your solid waste agency also has the ability to have a separate recycling program for those. Some of the other things that cause problems, styrofoam, we have gift wrap, there are ceramic dishes, mirror glass, aluminum foil, and uh, containers that contain food residue and, and things like that that become a problem. Yeah, I could see that. I have this uh, ongoing argument with my wife about pizza boxes because <laughs> the grease leaks yeah. into the pizza box, and I'm like, you can't recycle this. It's got grease, and she was, it's cardboard. I said, I know, but the <laughs> grease from the pizza is soaked in. And then, and then paper towels, and you just said styrofoam and aluminum mm-hmm. foil, and how about the plastic bags you get at the grocery store? Exactly. Those are all not recycling items, right? Those are all non-recyclable items. I think a term that we sometimes hear is wish wish, wish cycling, that a lot of our <laughs> residents think that it should be okay right. to go, and they put it in there when, in fact, it really is not uh, appropriate. So should we think of it as, you know, when in doubt, just throw it out? That actually is a little saying that we like to use around here, and, and that may be a good one to go across the country. When in doubt, throw it out, meaning put it into your garbage stream, rather than into the recycling. Or if you do have that opportunity, by all means, uh, there's a lot of good educational material out there, the the local municipalities. We have websites that people can go to. We have our administrative assistants that will answer questions from our customers. So reach out to us. Uh, We don't bite. We're we're very uh, happy people, and we love those sorts of informational phone calls. Right. So, Mark, is there any other thing we should keep in mind when sorting? Yes, I I think the basic, and I sat through a webinar yesterday from the uh, Food Packaging Institute, and one of the things that they used, a term was, we as 
the educators of our customers need to talk in their language rather than industrial language. So three things that really come to heart are make sure that your recyclable items are empty, make sure that they are clean, and make sure that they're dry. And if we follow kind of those three simple things, empty, clean, and dry, and then focus on containers, again, that are empty, there's no food residue in them, and things are dry, it makes for a better product. And I think that in itself will then allow the markets to know that they're getting a better product, a better quality, the the contamination rate is lower, and they'll be able to market that more readily. And even back to China, China's not saying they're not going to take anything. They just want that quality to be really, really good. And I think everybody deserves to have a good quality product. That is very true. So we have to remember, empty, clean, and dry. Empty, clean, and dry. Empty, clean, and dry. And if we do that, we're going to deliver you a better product, which in turn, you'll have an easier time selling it, which then helps the community. It, it does. It, it, it has longevity in the ability to continue to collect items. If all of a sudden, you just kind of picture this, we start taking garbage to the MRF. The MRF is going to say, we can't take this. Then we as a collection agency, have to then turn around and say to our customers, well, we, we cannot take this, and it all ends up going back to landfill. So all of the infrastructure for the recycling program, the equipment that we have, the trucks, the staff, you start to question what would we use them for. So it really does start with our customers, and we rely on them heavily to provide that good quality if we can all work together, it will just keep those markets uh, more sustainable. And sustainability is something we all should be mindful about. So, Mark, as we wrap up, are there any other things you'd like your customers to know about? We here in Cedar Rapids, again, contamination is the Achilles heel of all programs. So moving a little bit away from, I guess, the recycling side, we're starting to see a challenge where people are putting garbage into our yard waste program. And we think of yard waste as a recyclable. It's an organic material that can be composted. So again, we're struggling with that particular problem and we're working on that. We're reaching out to individual homeowners and trying to educate them one-on-one. You know, please don't put your garbage into the yard waste. It's not good. Um, We also do ask our residents to do their best to leave some spacing between the carts. We have an automated collection system And if the carts are right beside each other, a lot of times it's very difficult for the operator to get the automated arm in, collect the cart, and return it without knocking the other containers over. So we don't want to leave things at the curb in an unsightly, messy manner. So we do ask for a little bit of help there. And again, for us here at the city, we have a fantastic website that we take a lot of care in trying to put information on, and and that is found at our www.cityofcr.com forward slash garbage. And we hope that uh, folks, again, the tech-savvy ones, can go to the website and learn all the cool and neat things that they can do with uh, some of the items. Well, Mark, thanks so much for your time today. This has really been interesting. Bill, I appreciate your, your time as well. Thank you. And for more information, please visit cityofcr.com slash garbage. You can also visit recyclingsimplified.com. 
And if you like what you've heard, please share this on your social channels and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check out the full podcast library at cityofcr.com slash podcast. This is Inside Cedar Rapids. I'm Bill Klaproff. Thanks for listening.